listening to Say It Southern, aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. Chaz Easterly is the owner, designer, and creative director behind Linen and Flax Company in Roswell, Georgia. Linen and Flax was born out of a passion for Chaz's two greatest loves, home and family. After friends and family would ask her to create an environment much like she had created for our own family in their home, she took a step of faith and launched a full-service design firm in 2015. Now the company boasts of a home store, design studio, and apparel store. You'll love following along as we say it Southern with Chaz Easterly of Linen and Flax Company. We're so excited to have with us today Chaz Easterly from Linen and Flax Co. in Roswell, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, I, this is an account I've been following forever, and she's just great. And I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, Courtney loves your hats. I love your hats. First, first well, and foremost. Courtney hat was actually our bestseller, the Courtney hat. I mean, we sold like 300 of them. Uh, I own it. Don't worry. Do you really? That's I what I wore shirt. yesterday. That's, that was the Courtney hat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's, hat, literally. She has many of your hats. Yes. We all love a hat here. I mean, they cover bad hair, wet hair, dirty hair, all of it. It's the easiest, fastest way. It's kind of like mascara. Like you can totally elevate your look with a hat. In two seconds. And your roots. Like, to cover the roots. Yes. Like, I, I need, I'm behind, so I've been wearing a hat a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of hats, you wear many hats, by the way. You have an apparel store, a home store, you're a designer, you're ground-up designer, you're interior designer, you parent like a champ. I mean, just... You got a lot of stuff happening. What came first? Was it designing and then your... And then... Clothes? I mean, it was home stuff first, right? Home. So design started first. Um, we built our house in Roswell. We built our first two houses, our only two houses. Um, so in Florida, we built a home, and I kind of got my like uh, feet wet, I guess you would say. Um, and I loved it. And when I built that home, I remember the builder in Florida kept saying, could you help everybody else do their house in the neighborhood? And at that time, I just started having children. So I was like, I'm a little busy because we had them back to back to back. Um, and then we moved from South Florida and we moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and we decided to build our dream, our dream home, but like forever home type thing. Um, and we wanted it completely different than South Florida because it, South Florida is just completely different. Um, it's more Mediterranean. So we wanted to a classic kind of Connecticut house because I'm from Connecticut. I'm like, okay, wow. I want a house that has charm. I don't want marble. I don't, you know, as far as like we had tile everywhere in South Florida and everything was a hard surface. Um, so it was before, you know, even like Magnolia, I remember telling my builder I wanted shiplap and he was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's how long ago it was. No one knew what it was, but I grew up in a house that had shiplap, real shiplap, um, because it was an old farmhouse. Um, so when I, we did this house, um, I had a lot of friends and neighbors asking for help and someone told me, you know what, you have a gift. If you do not use this gift, you know, you're basically... (laughs) sitting against God because he's given you a gift and you're just putting it on the shelf. And I was like, Oh, I never really thought about it like that. Um, so I just started, I just started kind of dabbling with friends and neighbors. And then I started working at Pottery Barn. Ah, that was kind of where it, it was in 2008. So it was when the economy crashed oh. and we would just built this house. And my husband's like, okay, 
you need to go get a job because I don't know what we're going to do. Um, the builder went bankrupt in the midst of it. And we lost like a lot of money and had to basically build the house twice. <sighs> so I was like, well, I don't know what to do. I mean, before all this, I was in ministry. And then all of a sudden I'm a stay-at-home mom. And now I have to go get a job. I'm like, oh, where do I go? So I went to Pottery Barn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before I went to Pottery Barn, I remember driving down Canton Street, which is the street that we have two stores on. And I was knocking on the doors at different boutiques and saying, you know, I just need a job. I need to just partner with my husband. Even if I wasn't bringing a lot of money in, I just needed to help him. I wanted him to see that I was like partnering with him in some way. And I got denied, denied, denied. And then I just drove to Pottery Barn and was crying on the way there. I just need something. I have to go home with a job. And Pottery Barn it's like, you're hired. And then a week later, they're like, you're going to launch our design services because you've got a gift. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like in a week. No. What? Their design services and didn't know what I was doing. But I was like, I, I know what I like. I know what goes together. So, okay, I'll do this. And I stayed with them for three years and had a clientele and a following. And yeah, that's how it all started. So you, from there, you went on to open your first store. Like, how do you, do you see yourself as an entrepreneur or were you just like, I got to do something with all this? I had no idea um, that I was an entrepreneur or a businesswoman of any kind. I mean, that was the last, (laughs) I looked at myself as a mom and a mom who was just trying to figure it out. Um, And there's just someone trying to help and partner with my husband because he was so stressed out with what happened with the building of this house. Um, but then when I worked at Pottery Barn, I was buying everything there. So I wasn't really helping him. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a good job for me. So um, I remember when I had this following at Pottery Barn and uh, I was doing these classes, like teaching people on Sundays how to style their homes. And they would only let me do so much. And I'm like, I just need to go do something on my own because I'm so limited here. Like there were so many rules and I kept asking if I could be a buyer because I wanted to like curate things. Like I didn't know what I was really learning there at the time, but I just would meet with people and I didn't have exactly what they were looking for at Pottery Barn. So I'm like, I need to like find these things. So I took a step of faith and just decided, even though it was safe and I love that discount there, <laughs> like I think I'm going to step out and do this on my own because I have a pretty strong following. And I talked to Pottery Barn and I said, hey, I'm going to leave. But a lot of these people still want to work with me. They're like, no, I mean, you've created this. That's fine. So I, I left and I took my first job and didn't know what to charge people. Oh, yeah. No clue. Before. And I remember calling my sister in my first customer, my first client's house. And I'm like, I don't know what to charge them. I have no idea. Like, pick a number. And she was like, I don't know. $20 an hour? I'm like, that sounds good. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Twenty dollars. Oh, I think it changed. Yeah. I, um, I started by just get people giving me a chance and doing what I loved and being able to have a little freedom to find other things that I couldn't find. And I think I kept doing that with big box stores, but everything still started looking the same. It was restoration hardware, pottery barn, home goods, and I'm like, I need more. And that's where I started buying things and storing them in my garage, storing it in, in my home, so I had backup and not just the big box stuff. And that's really how the store came to be, was people wanted to go shop in my garage. <laughs> they oh, wow. They were like, what's in that garage? Yeah. And opened up our home um, to do like a designer open house. And I just was like, let's do a designer open house. And I'll open up, I'll put everything in my garage in our home. And they can see kind of what I can do. 
And I never thought anyone would come and it sold out on Facebook in like five minutes. I was like, wait, what? This was before Instagram. I've got to tell you. Oh, wow. Gosh. Were you selling the stuff too? Like price tag everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like mini pearl. (laughs) I really didn't know. And it sold out. And then all these people actually showed up, which I couldn't believe it. And when they came just for me to teach them like what to do on your mantle and how to decorate a house, um, they wanted to buy everything. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't. I'm not there yet. I mean, but you can. So then we did another one a couple months later for Christmas. It was literally just myself, one of my best friends and my neighbor Mm -hmm. kind of doing this, figuring it out. So then we put everything in the house, furniture, accessories. We had shelves with pillows. Everything sold out in two hours. And I'm like, well, maybe we need a store. I don't know. We might be onto something. Yeah. And it just, it came out of my house, opening our home up. And it's still where I do everything. I do everything in our home. I show people how to style their mantle in our home because people want to see real life and not just a catalog. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I just we just kind of invited the people in, and they loved it. And after that last open house, um, people were fighting in the foyer over artwork and sofas. I mean, we sold everything. There were tractor trailers at my house. Uh, it, it was wild. <laughs> work we have done. Um, about two weeks later, I was driving down camp street and there was a little shop available and I, my assistant was with me and I'm like, we're going to get that shop. And she's like, you're crazy. You have too much going on right now. We did have a lot going on, but we always do. And, um, I'm like, I think I'm crazy, but I think we need a shop base. So we can't keep doing it in my house. Yeah. So, um, that was our first shop, 984. It was a 900 square foot house. And I was not confident in the decision, but I felt like. I could sell some pillows. <laughs> and then, um, but I remember calling a friend and asking if they wanted to share the space. Cause I wasn't that confident that I could handle it on my own, which is so wild what God has done. Um, and he was like, no, that's a big leap. That's a big step. I can't do it. He, he was like the guy that was helping me with the website. He's like, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> crazy. My husband thought I was crazy. Really everyone did. Cause I had no background other than working at Pottery Barn for three years, but I did learn a ton. And so found the space, opened three weeks later, a store, and there's a line out the door, and it's never stopped. Yeah, yeah. girl. You go oh. get yours, baby. Yes. But that's, that's so good. Happened. So how did the clothes come to be then? Was it just people coming in, like, buying stuff off your shelves, buying off your mantle, your like, home, and then your closet? You they're like, is this for sale? Is this for sale? <laughs> found a denim jacket, Lucy. <laughs> So a lot of all this really was before Instagram. And then I, when we, we started Instagram when we got our first door and the gentleman, Matt, who was kind of helping me with it, he's like, you got to get in front of the camera and you got to talk to people because you're a people person. And he just like kept forcing me to do it. I'm like, I cannot do it. It is so uncomfortable. I cannot do it. He's like, I'm telling you, you've got to do it. So then when I started doing stories, people would be asking about what I was wearing and I didn't know how to do the links and the swipes, obviously the way we had to figure right, out. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, it'd be nice to be able to do apparel. It was a dream. Um, so we were at that location for a year, two years, and then we kind of just grew out of it. We ended up getting a warehouse, and we were trying to sell out of the warehouse and that location. But the warehouse had its own challenges because we were also receiving pallets. So that was open as a store, which we did have that open as a store, which is crazy. Um, and pallets were coming in. It wasn't safe. So I'm like, we need a bigger space. And it happened that a house across from the original location opened up. I grabbed it. And then I was like, I don't want to let our original location go. 
but I don't need another home store. And I'm like, maybe I'll do apparel. Again, I knew nothing about apparel. Never worked in an apparel store, but I love clothes. I love hats. Uh (laughs) I love it all. So I was like, I'm going to do it. And I called my good girlfriend who loves clothing. And I'm like, hey, if I do this, I would love for you to be a part of it, Jody. And she is like, I'm in. I'm in. So she um, kind of became like my manager without necessarily wanting to be a manager. Mm -hmm. Um, And we opened an apparel store. Uh, We moved to the new location. We opened that store, the new home store across the street within a month, which was a fast, quick turnover. And then once we opened that store, the old location became the apparel store. So, yeah. so how many years ago was that? Like how, when did this ball start rolling? 2015. We're going to celebrate five years, um, in November. Oh my gosh. Wow. So good. Um, December 4th. Yes. Wow. Well, you know, it's funny because I found you actually through your stories on Instagram. That's such a, that's such a good point because we say all the time on this show, two things that we say all the time on the show. We we talk about how people are like, no, I never even made a pie before. And then I started making pies and now Oprah loves it and it's in her magazine. <laughs> and then, so there's that whole thing. And then people that just say, I took a leap of faith. I didn't know what to do. I just started. And they yeah. start. And yes. it it is just both of those things and, and being uncomfortable in front of the camera, doing all those things. I think that's how you grow organically because people want to see people struggle, not in a bad way, but you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Perfect isn't real. Yeah. And I literally told a coworker two days ago, um, Mike, listen, don't you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Don't you know that by now? Like she was asking me something. I'm like, I, I don't have the answer. No I clue. Want to the answer, but I don't know. I, I don't even understand it. It was something about, you know, tax benefits and price. I'm like, I don't understand that part. I never planned to be a business person. Yeah. You're like, I like the pretty stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I just really, if I could say what I would want this to turn into is I would love to just be the creative decor, decorator, creative director yeah. And just dream and curate and, you know, I do all the, the, the buying, but just being able to focus a little bit more on the creative part, because that's what I love and that's what I'm kind of born to do. But the business part you have to do too. And it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. Well, you had a home fire when I yeah. found you through Instagram and I just remember, um, Somebody I was at saying, this is a store I follow in the Atlanta area, you know, pray for these people. Because I think at that point, I mean, I found you like the day it happened and kind of followed your journey through that. And, um, you know, and you can give a quick version of that, I guess. You woke up in the middle of the night, your neighbor's knocking on the door. Yes. And you had Uh, a house fire. Neighbor actually was standing over me over my bed saying, Chaz, wake up, your house is on fire. Oh, she was in your bedroom. In a bedroom. I did not hear. I, you know, I am a light sleeper, which is crazy. I don't sleep well. So I'm up normally all hours of the night, normally dreaming and scheming and creating or shopping for the store. I remember I went to bed at like 2.30 and that fire happened at 3.30. And I think when I finally went to sleep, I was just out. out it was a yeah. really busy week before. I can't remember what was going on, but it was, it's always something. We just launched, I think our website, but, um, we were building this carriage house to be at my office because I wanted to be closer to home and try to multitask with the kids more. It was my son's last year at home before he went to college. And I'm like, I want to be here more and more present. Um, so we were building it as a design studio 
And, but I was doing it fast and I was doing it on the cheap and I was kind of like, um, I don't want to say using the B team. I didn't use my normal crew. I was just like, I'll kind of GC it. I'm going to get a painter and I'm going to get people I can grab and not take them off our projects that and you. Mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to take them off our projects for my project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they ended up, the painters came that day and they were staining and they left rags in a bucket. I never knew that that was a thing. I remember seeing a bunch of rags in a bucket. I remember smelling how strong it was. My husband actually came up that night and we were like, gosh, we got to crack the windows. It is so strong in here. Um, and so they believe that the rags combusted, um, the, the fumes, I guess, caused combustion. And yeah, we woke up. The door was so hot, my neighbor said, our front door, she couldn't even touch it. She was just banging. So my husband ended up hearing her. He went and got the door. I still never heard anything. Then she ran to our bedroom, and he was running downstairs to get one of our kids that was sleeping in the basement. And she was like, Chad, your house is on fire. It was crazy. And I was so excited about this design studio, and I was so devastated because I'm like, what? Like, how could this happen? You know, I felt terrible because there were possessions that my husband, he's like a favor mm. that were in the garage. So I felt very responsible and I'm like, I shouldn't have done it this way. I would never do this with a client. But at the same time, I was glad it didn't happen to a client. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot, it was a lot, but I learned a lot through it and I'm so glad my office is not in my home. So that was the number one thing that yeah. I think God saved me from. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great office behind the home store and this is now just a guest house, which we really need for my family, my parents. Um, a lot of good came out of it. It's better than it was going to be, like a hundred times better than how it was supposed to look. But you know, it was hard. It was it was hard. It yeah. was a long rebuild, and it was like an emotional. It was so emotional. It was just a fire is really emotional, and I'm so grateful it wasn't our house. We walked away very grateful. Our windows were cracked and shattered, and it could have easily burned our house. I feel like God put a shield around us. Um, and we would not have woken up if it wasn't for our neighbor. We yeah. were out. So we have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. Well, it was so amazing to see that and how you handled it and so much grace that you exhibited. And then it was so fun to watch you rebuild it. And, yeah. you know, and I don't know how long that process actually took, but, you know, I am a home person. I love to repaint. I mean, I'm repainting right now, actually, at home. And so we have a list of things that we wanted to ask you about yeah. home and decorating and how to do because we have kids. I got some major problems <laughs> going on at my house. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> Tell her your sister. So, all right. You have a daughter. Yeah. I have three little girls. I have, my oldest is almost 11. And she wants to be a fashion designer, so she's a little more, she's creative, and she likes to design and color, and she she makes things all the time. Yeah, she loves a hot glue gun. She, she loves for a hot glue gun. A hot glue gun. No <laughs> joke. No joke. <laughs> okay, so her new thing, she's wanting to redo her room, okay? She's getting bigger, and I'm like, that's, that's great. And I don't want to, like, crush her creative juices and dreams, but all she wants are LED lights everywhere. <laughs> Oh my gosh. She's no. also obsessed with fake ivy. Okay? What is happening with this? That's wild. Where so, did she think fake ivy? I have no idea. She wanted it hanging down her walls, like think backdrop, you know. Oh, okay, okay. You know, with twinkle lights and LED lights in it. That's kind of a thing right now. Yeah. Like 
there's a right way to do that, but yeah, oh. I have other options. Well, I bought her like six feet, like not even, not even. Of See, that like was a, your problem. You should have never bought it. Well, I gave in and I was like, here's some fake <laughs> ivy. Like take this roll of ivy. It's not enough to like make a backdrop on your wall. <laughs> Right. However, you can hot glue it to a poster. I don't know. Right. Well, I walked into her room. She has cut it up. She has she had a beautiful <laughs> wrought iron bed, <laughs> white. It yeah. now has ivy, like fake ivy strung all over it. Oh my gosh. And I don't know what to do. What to do? Intervention. <laughs> Intervention, please. She needs an ambush. I need an she ambush. Needs a, a takeover. Because I I do believe that kids' rooms, like I kind of have a a lot of y'all, a lot of people that follow us, they will always want to see my kids' rooms. And I, I'm kind of guarded with it mm-hmm. because right. it is their space. And they feel like they they have felt that they live in a showcase home all the time because I'm kind of crazy and OCD. And then I'm always – I used to bring clients in before I had a design studio. So it always had to be clean and organized and, like, pretty. Um, so I've always let the, their rooms be their rooms. And just because – I never wanted them to say when they grow up, oh, I'm a mom, I'm a kid of an interior designer. We can never, you know, enjoy life. I didn't want a home that felt like that. I want it to be pretty. I want it to be comfortable, but I didn't want them to be sparred for life. Right. <laughs> I always kind of let them do what they want to do in the room. And it's sometimes cringeworthy. I mean, it really is. I'm not going to say names right now, but it's kind of, I sometimes don't go up there because it stresses me out. I'm like, I just can't even go up here because it's completely stressful. I want to move that desk. I want to move that. Like I want to do all the things, but that's their space. And I have one child that that is his space. And like, this is how he wants it. And I, I just let him go for it. My daughter, on the other hand, has kind of pulled me in and she wants what she sees me do on Instagram. She's like, I want, like I did a room today and I thought, Oh my goodness, she's going to want that. Um, so we kind of do it together. And so if she has an idea that I don't think is awesome, I try to come up with like a, a nice little, like what we do with our husbands, a nice little meet, like balance. I'm like, okay, you want a gallery wall, Instagram wall, and there's going to be like pictures everywhere and there's no like ending spot with this wall. So what if we do a pattern or I just try to come up with like a happy medium that gives them what they want, but like still is pleasing, especially if I'm invited into it. And I'll always say to her, do you want my opinion? And I think that's always good asking that's them. Good. Like, that is do you good. want my opinion? This is what I do. I love the Ivy. I see where you're going with it, but what if we did <laughs> a poster board? <laughs> I don't know, whatever you're coming up with. Or let's do twinkle lights, um, but let's do a succulent wall. And I'll go to Home Goods and I'll find really cute little white vases and we'll hang them on the wall and we'll put succulents and I'll string some twinkle lights in it and it'll give you the whole effect because they really just want like an Instagram wall yes okay I like Uh, that but you can make it cute we did we did that today we did a cute little plant wall um for this um young teen and but it's something that she would not be ashamed of when she's in 20 when she's 20 coming home from college Mm -hmm. so we try to think long term with kids rooms too because I learned from my mistakes I was redoing my daughter's room all the time every five every three years pink walls to now all white. I'm like, this is it. White, white drapes, white bed, uh, you know, it just works. It's easy. It's cleanable. It's bleachable. So I kind of just meet him in the middle and come up with a better idea. Like succulents are really cute and like find a cute picture on Instagram or Pinterest and show her because kids are visual. Like, look how cute this is. And then, you know, you could do it really quick and probably pretty cheap. Okay. And then take all the ivy off the bed. <laughs> 
and show him a really bad picture of Ivy. <laughs> like 1990 and then say, yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want that. You That's out, Taylor, right? Worthy. And then she'll be like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, don't just find me. an influencer <laughs> with like a cute wall and then yes. then she'll be good. Yes, she will. She wants succulents. That's what she really wants. I mm-hmm. think so, too. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think that, so. I, think I agree. boho is kind of her vibe. She does have some of those in her room, so yeah. yeah she's She'll be all in on that. She yeah. wants hanging plants as well, so that would, I mean. <laughs> yeah, like a hanging plant wall is super fun and there's ways to... I don't know. Um, I'm not a big fan of ivy, but there's ways to make a green wall look good. So look ivy's bad. Just ivy's ivy, bad. Ivy, I, I, I mean, have flashbacks on top of my kitchen counters. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like fake like, ivy. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh. We all did. Oh, that's so bad. Okay, so another thing is let's talk about the white movement. Okay, um, everything's white. Is that? Why is that? Is that good? Is that going away? Is it staying? Is it home base? Is it, what what are we doing with the white? I think white. So, you know, when I, like I said, I grew up in a farmhouse in Connecticut. My parents had white floors. They painted the floors white, which I was at Vine Studio. White walls that were shiplap, but they just painted everything white. And it just always looked elegant and beautiful. We we didn't, we did not have a lot of money. We lived in a very affluent town but we were like on, you know, we weren't affluent. Mm-hmm. So my parents, they just painted everything white. They had wicker, they painted it white. They had floors, they painted it white. So I just kind of looked at it as classic. Like anytime I did something in my 20s or my 30s, I always did white because I watched my parents paint everything white. We always had white spray paint. Um, but I think the why there's such a movement is it's, it's classic and you don't grow tired of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we if you do a lot of navy, let's just say, um, you get tired of navy. Like you'll get tired of it in two years, then you have to redo everything. If you do, like, remember when everybody was doing yellows and like greens and sage? I mean, sage everything, or the red dining room. You get tired of it, but a classic color, whether it's a white or a soft white or a classic gray, you just it has longevity. Yeah, and I think people have seen you just keep redoing, and nobody wants to keep redoing. And when we work with clients, it's kind of like. They say, I want my forever home. I don't want to redo this in 10 years. So we use materials that will live long and not just be the trendy, like, you know, the trendy countertop or that's why I love marble and it has such a bad rap. But I'm like, you're going to love marble in 20 forever. Years. Mm-hmm. We built our house 12 years ago. It still kind of looks like a new kitchen. It's because it's white. It's marble. It's, it's timeless. It was not expensive. It was very affordable, that kitchen, but it's just, it's classic. So there's a lot of ways in design that if you stick with the classics, it gives you a timeless style and you're, you're not redoing over and over. So I think that's why white is just easy and it's bleachable with families. You know, people are like, I cannot believe you do white couches. We don't do a ton of white couches. We do a lot of linen and kryptons that look like linen. Um, But when we do, I'm like, it's great because you can bleach it. It's like every beach house basically has a white sofa and it's because they can bleach it. Yeah. So it's, it's got a bad rap, just like marble. White is so easy to clean. You can spray Clorox on it for like a surface. If it was wood for a fabric, you can bleach it if it's the right type of fabric. So it's very um, family friendly, but everyone's afraid of it. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm just painting everything alabaster right now. I have painters here. 
I think, yeah, you're going to be seeing less and less and less detail. Is there a way to mix that? I mean, it, it, mixing that, because that feels modern to me to do that. It, but, you know, here in the South, we're all about the farmhouse, you know, and that, that modern farmhouse needs a good feel. pillow. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. how do we, how, what, what is that mix? I, I love a mix of a modern and a traditional. I think it's all about materials. We've met with a client this week, another consultation, and they're building a home. And uh, it's very modern on the outside, but um, she wants warmth. So we're bringing in really beautiful beams. And I'm like, I think we bring in warm tones of wood and beams and white surroundings and a lot of different materials um, play with plaster, but not like your old Venetian plaster. Um, you know, just warming things up with materials. Um, I am liking more of a modern aesthetic lately just because it's a little cleaner. Mm-hmm. And I think we did so much farmhouse that as a designer, you're just craving something different. Um, but I don't think farmhouse has ever really just totally been my style. It's more, I'm a traditional person, mm-hmm. which is weird because but anything I choose is it's timeless for the most part, which is kind of traditional, but it's just a little more modern. So I think in these homes that we've been getting and they're a little more modern, it still has a traditional flair to it. Um, timeless, but we're using a lot of materials. Wallpapers warm it up. The flooring is very warm. Um, white oak we're using a ton of right now. Natural stains instead of dark stains. A lot of play on material. Texture, layering. Yes. Linen, you know, you have this beautiful, you know, let's say your kitchen is is all wood, white oak, and a marble top, but your family room's right off. We're layering lots of linens in there and warm woods on your coffee table and still layering with pillows and drapes, linen on your drapes. So there's still going to be the layers, and that's what people always forget. they got to do the layers. they got to do the layers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what – that's what – when we walk into someone's home, that's what they're missing. When they're like, I don't know, I've got all this furniture. I just don't know what's missing. It's the layers. Uh-huh. It's taking yeah. it that next level. It's putting the hat on. Yes, it's putting the hat on. Yeah. <laughs> Hard again. Yes, it's the layers. Well, Chaz, you've been so successful in business with design and your apparel and everything. Is there one person that you look back on and just think, I could not have done it without this person pushing me or inspiring me to be who I am today? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh my goodness. I, there's like a few, there's so many people. First of all, I, I would say number one, my faith, because honestly, it was a very scary idea. And I think every single person with, with the exception of like my father was like bad idea. You have young kids, you were so busy. They were young at the time. We just moved here. We were figuring things out. They were all involved in sports. Everyone just thought it was a horrible idea. Um, but my dad was like, do it now while you're young. Don't wait till your kids get older. It's going to be harder when you're older. Do it now. So that was great advice. Um, I would say my parents, my husband, like staying home a lot with our, our roles kind of reversed. Like he needed me to kind of go get a little job and then it became like the job. So, um, he still works and he works independently, not part of women black, but he helped so much with the kids and I couldn't be out some of the late nights doing installs and all the things that I do if he was not a great dad and being involved. Um, and then I have so many people. Our team is amazing. Like just the team, Jody and Cindy and my friend, she's no longer with us because she just needed a break. Gina, who started <laughs> with me. Um, MK, I mean, so many people on our team, they just, they worked as hard as I did, which is very unique and very hard to find. 
And then as far as just being inspired by people, you know, I'm sure everybody's inspired by Joanne Gaines, but I watched what she built in Waco, Texas. And I remember thinking, actually my friend Jody, who helped, who said she would take on the part of the apparel store, um, she was the one that said I should do this in the beginning. Like, she was one of my clients, actually. And she's like, you have got to do this. If they can do something in Waco, Texas, you yeah. can do it in Cole, Georgia. And I was like, that stuck with me. And it made me think, okay, not that we're Magnolia, but that was always like someone ahead of me doing something, you know, brave and okay. saying, okay, okay, someone else is, I could do it. We could do it. We could try. She was kind of a, a big inspiration. Well, I've got to tell you this. When I started following you just on my personal account, you're so magnetic and, and I'm just, I'm drawn to you and and I was like, we got to get this girl on our podcast, Sarah. She is fantastic. And the world needs to know you. So you're on your way to Magnolia. I want you to know that. You are. Very sweet. You're very sweet. Thank you are. Compliment. Yes. So we are going to take a trip down to Atlanta and see all these things. And we're going to come to Roswell because what you've just shown about it is just so cute. What a cute town. Oh, Roswell is awesome. We have one of the best parts of Linen and Flags is Roswell, Georgia. Um, we have such an incredible community here. And honestly, I would not be here. I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it's the actual truth. Anytime we opened a store at an event, they would line up. And I kind of want to cry because yeah. they didn't know who I was. They didn't know anything. And they were faithful. And they're the same faithful customers that were at that grand opening for our first little home store and who were at my house when I opened my house. They are so loyal, and so, I mean, we have customers that have been shopping with us from day one, who stay with us, who cheer us on. They show up to every event. When we were shut down for COVID, our doors were closed. I was terrified. Our business grew like 30%, and it was because of these people. Amazing. So, Georgia gets behind you, and then when when we branched out to online, we have such an amazing family. Our online support, it blows me away. I'm like, we're in Roswell, Georgia. How did someone from Utah find us? It, it blows me away, but it is the support in this community. And honestly, Instagram, talking to you, talking to our friends every day, they are my friends. And when we went through that fire, they were sending me texts and prayers and it helped, you know, it got me through a lot. So they always say, oh, you're such a breath a fresh air to me. I'm like, you all mm-hmm. are to me. Like we would not be here if you didn't support us. It's just a simple fact. And anyway, we have an amazing community. It's not the biggest, but it is the loyalist community. That's <laughs> That's <so> great. <laughs> if our listeners want to join your community, yes. what's the best way for them to follow you and follow along? So Linen and Flax, it's Linen Flax Home on Instagram. That's where most of my stories are. And I'll go to the apparel store and we'll do store tours, but I'll always say head over to the apparel store. So I would say Linen Flax Home on Instagram is really where where I am every day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, we so enjoy talking with you and thanks for everything. And we can't wait to point everybody to the Linen and Flax way. It is so good. Well, it was so nice meeting you all. Nice to meet you. Thanks for being on. Never done a podcast before. Welcome to the podcast world. I'd love to do a podcast. I have no idea and I don't have any time, but one day, maybe. One day. Yeah. No, you're well on your way. You're just, you know, you can hire us at that point and we'll we'll do it for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Done. All right. Thanks, Chaz. Good to see you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Talking about girls from Atlanta. Yeah. I want to know what's going on with Sarah Blakely. 
Something's not right. What do you mean? I love her. I you love do Spanx. love her. You idolize her. Yeah, I think she's amazing. But have you seen all the new Spanx that they're coming out with for the fall? No. Mm. Well, everything's faux leather, which it's a huge trend, and I like it, but not in bike shorts. No, see, I don't. I don't understand the whole bike short trend. <laughs> period. There's literally two percent, maybe less, of the pop of the general population of the world that can pull off bike shorts. Yeah. And you must be between the ages of eighteen and twenty three. No doubt. I mean, sorry. No doubt. But yes, she's got faux leather bike shorts that look terrible. <sighs> they look bad on the models. You know, they're not going to look good on me. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Faux leather joggers. Okay, now I love a jogger, but the, I couldn't do a faux leather uh, jogger. No, they're terrible looking. Are they may they? look great in person. And yeah. again, may look great on someone who's a size two, right. zero. Yeah. But I'm not putting myself in faux leather joggers. Right. Uh-uh. Do you have, do you have like black coated denim or like um, a, a leatherish pant? I do, yeah. Okay. But they're like true jeans. They're yeah. not That's like what mine are. leggings yeah. kind of thing. And I like them. Yeah. But I mean, I don't want to be like squish, squish, squish in no. Spanx. Yeah, like start a fire trying to walk in a carpool. <laughs> you know, they also have like these patent leather. Okay, I can't with patent leather at all. I mean, it makes like Catwoman. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine Cassie. me walking down the street? <laughs> You'd hear me coming. <laughs> if I could even get it. And they just look like they'd be painful to get into. Yeah. And I love the Spanx. Like, I love the camo. I do, I too. Every day. Me, too. Uniform. Love the Spanx legging. But I think I'm going to have to put my foot down. Have you? Wait. Didn't we try their jeans, remember? Yeah, I just can't. I ordered the. I ordered some, and I, I sent back every pair that I ordered. Oh, the jeans? Because everybody's like, they'll hold you in. They'll do. And I'm like, no, they expose every crack and bump and, pre- and crevice mm-hmm. that there is on your body. Yeah. I think pockets are very important on your your. They're very important. And those pockets are not good right. on anybody. Right. In the, in the jean legging world. <laughs> no. Okay, Sarah, no. we need you to get it together yeah. down there in Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Maybe no. she needs to run by Linen Flax Apparel because you need to look at their feed. I have I have ordered a lot from them. Yeah. I ordered a pair of joggers actually from them that are denim that have stars on them, and they're so cute. They're some of my favorite pairs of jeans. She's just got a really good sense of style. It seems. Yeah. I mean, home. You know, people always say too that like if you dress well, you got a good looking home. If you if you got a good looking home. <laughs> You can dress, yeah. you know? Well, it's like that creative mind. Yeah, they yeah, can yeah. pull things together. Pairing. It's all about mm-hmm. pairing and layering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Layering the jewelry. You're good about all that, too. Well, I like a layer. Mm-hmm. And a hat. And a hat, you know. You've inspired <laughs> me. I may have to get me a hat for this fall. Like, seeing it, she looks so cute in her hat. You looked so cute the other day in your hat. I'm telling you, it just, it it's so easy too, mm-hmm. to just throw it on, and I have one in every color now. You know, when we went to Montana, everybody bought a Stetson. Honey, you know, I had to have that Stetson hat in a brown with a braided thing that goes all the way around, and I don't know. I just think they're funky and fun, and mm-hmm. I like them. I do love hats. I used to wear them quite a bit, but now I'm like, I just don't know where I'm going to wear the hat. Mm. You know, like, where am I going that I need to be that cute? But that's the thing. You've just, you got to stop thinking about it like that and just put it Do you wear a baseball cap, though? No, you're a visor no, girl. I'm a visor. But I mean, I'm not going like dressing up and putting a visor on. Yeah. You know, like that's workout. Like there's a lot of days that I just wear a baseball cap instead of a hat because a hat seems a little more like you're trying. Trying too hard. You know? Like, yeah, I don't want to be going through Kroger in my Spanx joggers and my hat and I don't know though. That would kind of in a t shirt, if you put a t shirt on with that and some sneakers, it would be cute. Mm. 
Okay, you just come on over and pull my outfits together because I'm like, I would never. I do have a pair of joggers that I, I honestly feel like every woman needs. They do, You don't have to be any certain size or, you know, like tall or whatever. There's this brand called, I don't really know how you say it, Viori or something. V-U-O-R-I. I'm writing this down. Hold okay. on. V-U-O-R-I. Okay. I have two pairs. They are some of my favorite pants that I own. Jason got me the first pair um, for Christmas or something because he had seen an Instagram ad and read about... Okay, he follows this thing called Huckberry and it's for... Um, it's like a men's... They have camping stuff. They have uh, like whiskey rocks, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like men's gifts and, and like trendy, whatever. And so he was like, Courtney, everybody was talking about these. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so he bought them for me obsessed. Oh. And so it was like a blue, like a heathered blue pair, you know, that like I would wear with an oversized whatever. Mm-hmm. A t-shirt or sweatshirt and like around the house. But I ordered a black pair and I could wear them to dinner. I mean, they are so cute and they hit right above the ankle. You know, yeah, that's well, the key. that's the thing. You got to show a little ankle. Short, you yes. got to have a good length. You got to have that space between where the end of your pants or joggers or whatever end and your shoe starts because mm-hmm. that's what cuts you off if yeah. you're just like one long blob. No, 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 no. <laughs> Cannot do it. Yeah, see, I, that's what I love. You can wear them with heels or you can wear them with tennis shoes yeah. and just still go, go, go. Yeah. There's also another jogger um, at Target through the Prologue brand that they have. They have a really great jogger that's more of like an elevated jogger. Yes, yes. Yes. And it's and you really can dress it up or down. I mean, it's super, you can wear that with like a silky tank, and it's so cute. Mm-hmm. And heels. What is that brand that's their workout clothes at Target? Um, I've just lost it right the now. The new one? One yes, more? Or more? With the dots? Yeah. So good. They've got like, I don't have one, but I, I'm like tempted to buy the rompers. Oh, like the joggers? Yeah. They look like the Lululemon and the Athleta like outfit. You know, like singed waist. They look so cute. Cute. Just to throw on every day. Yeah. Yeah, they're cute. That's the kind of outfit like you just throw on, get in the car, go on a car ride, you know, like to the beach. Yes. To the getaway. Oh, that's right. Okay, so we're recording this obviously in advance, but when you guys are listening to this, we will be either headed down or packing the car. <laughs> Back in the trailer. Or sitting on the beach, or it will have been in the past, because I know some of you are like, I've got to play catch up. I've got to I gotta catch up on some podcasts, but we're so excited. I mean, we just are so, I, I kind of can't believe that it's actually happening. I know, I know. And there's a group, um, everyone that's going on the getaway is talking and, and communicating now, which is so fun. Like, yeah, can't connecting. wait to meet all these women, yeah. and oh, it's just going to be so fun. Well, there's people from Alabama, Florida, Georgia, um, Tennessee, Mississippi. Um, any other I mean, we have the South pretty much covered. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're just Georgia, so exciting. I don't know if it's in Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. Um, I know it is, and it's just it's just going to be a meld of people that are like minded, and I think just want to just have a little mom's just retreat. having a good time. Yes. I feel like it may be like you know business during the day like everybody's gonna be like oh yes I'd love to do lunch and like yeah. we're gonna be like decorating cookies yeah. and all this and then by night I think it's gonna be like cha-ching yeah. <laughs> we needed it how low can you go how yes. low can you go yes no yes. doubt no doubt I just know for me personally like I love my children and I love my husband but they they got to go on for yeah. a minute it's time they got to go on for a minute <laughs> 
I yes. love them, but I'm telling you, there's just something a, re, that is like a recharge mm-hmm. when you can just step away for just a minute. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest, I'm worried I'm going to be coming out of the gates a little too strong. <laughs> it's been just a minute. And I get all keyed up, you know, yeah. I haven't been out yeah. in a while. Like, right. you better watch out. Yeah. So you we may count. need a day, just the two of us, <laughs> to get it out of my system. What are you most excited about? Oh, uh, gosh. Sleeping. Yeah. Day drinking. Mm-hmm. And, like, having nowhere really to, like, go. Yeah. For people that don't understand how we did the getaway we we used some of the people that we have had on podcast and kind of got them to uh, flip their story and their ideas upside down and just kind of come and I say present, but it's 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 not really like a it's like a coffee talk. Yeah, coffee talk. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way. To it's like it. casual sitting around, like question and answer. Mm-hmm. Not not a lecture, not a presentation. It's just more like. I don't know. Just have yeah. good hangout time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that everybody's going to really love the styling session at Willow. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. That, because that's one of those things that women just wouldn't do for themselves. Mm-mm. Like, they're not going to pay. Some will, but some won't pay a stylist if they don't feel confident enough in how they dress on their own or how to dress for their body. And just the fact that Megan's coming in and going, here's the 10 pieces that you've got to have for fall. Mm-hmm. And... And here's, here's the how they, pieces you cannot wear. Yeah, and You're, here's who they will fit and who they want. Right, yeah. And then just having a shopping session. Mm-hmm. And the girls from Willow are like, they're extra staffing that day. They're mimosas, muffins, oh, um, shopping. Yeah. You know? And then from there, we're going to do Bloody Mary's. And brunch. I'm so excited to have... Well, you know I love Amanda's pies. Yes. <laughs> so, but just hearing Amanda's story again, eating her pies, drinking Elizabeth's Bloody Mary mix. Uh-huh. So excited to try it. I've never tried it. Yeah. Oh. So... I am like oh, that's your ready thing for too, this. So you'll yeah. love that. So yeah, I mean, just and then you have five hours of beach time <sighs> or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Do shop, it. go sleep, mm-hmm. go hang in the pool, whatever. Eat your cookies you've decorated from yes, Elizabeth. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's that's gonna be fun. Yeah. And Clara too. I'm so excited to like yeah. get some tips from her. Oh, it's gonna be great. I know it and is. Heather's gonna be on the beach. No, talking about girl time. Oh. It's going to be a good time. I know. And we do need to do like a super shout out to Caroline Boone, a CC oh Boone style, CC Boone creative aesthetic. She, first of all, if you're going to the beach for fall break or whatever you're doing, you really, if you have not listened to Caroline Boone's um, episode with us, she, she's just got it going on. Yeah. She's young and she's hip and she does these cheese boards and rosé tastings and parties for so, I mean, you can pick up a... She has this new thing now that's like um, party in a box. Mm-hmm. Basically, where she can make like a grapefruit drink in a glass bottle that you can pick up with a cheese tray on your way to the beach. Oh, God. Can you I mean, that? like in a bo- in a cardboard box. And it's know, adorable. The day you get to the beach is the worst because the worst. you don't have any food. Nope. You don't want to go to the grocery store. You really want to like start eating and drinking. You don't want to waste the day. No. So how great would it be to arrive at your condo and have a cheese board, snacks for everyone. Yeah. Your drink mixers are right there. Yeah. Beautiful drink mixers yeah. that are delicious. Yeah. Oh, and like good for you, you know, know it's yeah. all fresh, yes. fresh Freshly watermelons, <laughs> juice for my vodka. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's just genius. It is. And no. then even for, like, it doesn't have to be a party or event, but I think also, you know, when you are there with your family, your brothers, your sisters, and that sort of thing, like, how great to do a wine tasting then. I know. Something to do. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's something different that you would probably mm-hmm. never do with them, but... I know. She's just got it going on, and she's been so helpful of being our eyes and ears and pulling everything together down there for us. And 
Telling us where to go, what not to do. I know. Mm-hmm. And between her and Mary pulling off a party on Friday night, Mary Huddleston, it's just going to be I cannot next wait level. to see what Mary what <laughs> Mary comes with. She's got so much ammo up her sleeve, she better call the Pentagon. <laughs> 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 report it because she she don't play mm-hmm. you know that she comes to get down with the get down yeah so she's gonna be a lot of fun she is she's gonna be fun so all that to say that when we asked you last week to log in and tell us when you wanted to do it it was overwhelmingly fall mm-hmm. i know so assuming that this is going to go fantastic because i don't know how it wouldn't <laughs> at this point um we're gonna do this again in the fall yeah of next year. And y'all, we already have people on board and I'm not even going to tell you who, but you're, you'll die. You die. Yeah. I'm dying. Yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm really proud of us, Sarah, for like, cause we didn't even say that we were going to do this until we were on this podcast. I mean, I think you said we should do a beach getaway mm-hmm. on the podcast and like to make it happen and pull it together and do all the things. Just high five. High five. High five. High five. Yes. Watch our stories because there's going to be a lot. Yes. Watch our stories. Follow the tags, the people that we tag. Follow them. You know, I'm almost scared of what you'll see, honestly. I <laughs> know. Maybe maybe it, not. Maybe it, we need to have a cutoff. Like, yeah. After but, 6 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> no okay. more stories. Because I'm going to tell you something. I can limbo. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. I cannot. Limbo. I enjoy a bag band. <laughs> I enjoy karaoke. That's probably I why I have scoliosis. <laughs> I can twerk. I enjoy twerking. Oh, and... okay. Yes. In my spare time, I twerk and I back bend. Oh yes. Lord, y'all! Here we go. Here we come. Get ready, thirty A, thirty A or bust. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.